0: I'm here on the Mead Chronicle Sports Podcast. Talk a good game. You're very welcome to this week's podcast, and I'm delighted to say that Jimmy Gagan has returned, and it's a day of celebration in Mead Chronicle Towers. Jimmy, you're I welcome thought you were, back.
1: You were celebrating Trim's victory yesterday, mm-hmm. Fergal. You were I was going
0: to add that it's a, a, a double. High. It's actually a treble, treble. celebration, um, and thanks to the people who are concerned yesterday that we mightn't actually have a podcast because we're concerned about uh, whether, we, whether I'd be in particular be available for the podcast but uh, I was a good boy, went home early last night um, after Trim clinched the double in the Hurling, minor Hurling champions after victory over Dunmore Ashburn and for the second time in three years or the second time in two years but the second time in three campaigns, we'll explain that later trim are the jubilee cup champions jimmy uh, a great yeah. day yesterday for the parish
1: 28th time fergal we were discussing it earlier on you know how uh, this is the 28th time trim have won it yes uh, they won it, first of all, in in 1915. The First World War was was going on, as you know, from your, your history classes at that stage, Fergal. Awesome. But,
0: uh, or, or you <laughs> used to tell us about some of your worst memories from that war, Jimmy. I know you were <laughs> only in your infancy around about then. But. Yeah, well,
1: no, once again, Fergal, you got your calculations <clears throat> wrong there. You know, once but, again
0: but, is right, and but, once um, again is right. But
1: anyway, look, 28th time for, for Trim, great, great occasion for them absolutely they, they celebrated like it was their first time yesterday and you understand that you know it's it's quite an it's a huge achievement to win a, a, a senior hurling championship it's a huge milestone in people's lives and great occasion for trim
0: yeah look at and and as we mentioned the miners won so it was a double success for trim yesterday their fourth minor title in 5 years the sixth in 8 years 8 years and i think when you look through the trim team yesterday a huge amount of credit has to go to uh Lads like Martin Heffernan, who would have coached a lot of these guys at at under-8s level and up right through. And then to Declan Murray and Alan Ennis, who were the managers of the minor team yesterday. And CJ Murta, of course. Uh, All these lads worked with with these fellows when they were kids. And it was a brilliant speech from... um, both the minor captain after Trim won at Ara Heffernan and from James Tover after winning the Jubilee Cup yesterday as well. Mm -hmm. Brilliant speeches, recognising the work that has gone on at Trim at underage level and the respect and admiration that they have for these fellas that coach them when they're younger kids. Mm -hmm. And it's something that... There isn't enough respect probably paid to all these top players, young coaches when they were kids. When I, I look at them now and you think... You know, what moulded James Toher into be the player he was yesterday? Absolutely outstanding. What moulded James Murray into the player he is? What moulded Paul Johanran to be the star man for Rotote he was? Didn't work out for Rotote yesterday. Um, they were you know, un- they look- undone by an unfortunate goal, as we know. We'll talk about the game in a few minutes. But these lads don't just pick up hurls at 18 or 17 or 18 years of age and instantly become the quality hurlers that they are. So it was great to see that their, their underage coaches get the respect they deserve and these men deserve and and ladies that help out as well deserve huge amounts of respect
1: yeah they certainly do but also you have to look inside the player themselves they, the drive that comes from within themselves to be the best they can be that's a major asset a major factor too in, in helping these players become the, you look at uh, as you say Podjoe Hannan there yesterday you know, he's one of these players. He 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 runs practically every inch of the ground. You would think he's a relentless runner. He he was amazingly though. He was only a retort player to really perform near his best yesterday. The, the rest of them, the rest of the players, very few of them, you know, um, yeah, but got we got to a level they needed to. But we, yeah, we will the, get um, to the game. But mm. but
0: just a, you know, a, a word for I'm sure when you were growing up, you had. Uh, fellas that, that coached G and trained G and took training and you know like we all had them when we were kids and uh, I think they, these people as I said it's great to hear them remembered and, and recognised yeah. that in captain's speeches and, and James yeah. told had a particularly pointed speech as well as special words for Mark Malloy who missed out mm. uh, on being part of the team yesterday mm. Mark is suffering from a, an illness over the last while and uh, hopefully he's well on the road to recovery Um but you know, mm-hmm. in the height of all the emotion and all the passion and all the excitement of winning a senior title, I know the Trim lads were thinking of these boys, thinking of CJ mm-hmm. Murta, thinking of uh, their their fathers, thinking of their coaches that brought them out through the years, mm-hmm. thinking of Mark Malloy, their teammate who's ill, and I I just I think it's fabulous to see that, and it's something happen. It's something that happens at club level, and you hear all the doomsayers, most mostly in in national. Uh, media and that saying oh the split season is no good but it's great to have this focus on the club as you said it's 98% 98 98 of 98 uh, all of the players are club players it's only 2% are, are inter-county players as yes, well yes
1: but uh, but the tragedy was that for so long the club player was down the second t- down way down the, the ranking because yeah. the focus is on the money money spinning inter-county game and it's still very much and, and I, I feel that a uh, I know I I am all for this split season. I think it's brilliant for the brilliant. club man Absolutely. because the ordinary club man who can a woman who can um, organise their holidays, and you know everybody knows where they're going to be at the start of the year, but. Uh, up to a certain point, anyway, but you know, look, uh, Fergo uh, uh, would it would it last? Though I I saw an article there with Pat Spillane there recently. He was talking about how uh, he, he's one of these people who feels that the um, GA are missing out big time. Yeah, you see missing that missing out in, no. in media coverage to the, to uh, the Premier League football because obviously All Ireland is finished at the end of July, and 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 then it's, that to
0: me is, that to me uh, is, uh, displays a sense of insecurity. That well, if it's you don't
1: there's a huge cohort of people within the GA who. Are are worried about that, but does that not display,
0: as I said, a sense of insecurity that you think, Oh, god, we can only flourish, uh, by you know, at a certain time of the year, and we need to be able to well, yeah, well, run in and destroy the coverage of another people want to watch Premier League football or want to watch, um, whatever it's called now, the the rugby that we used to be the Magnus League or the Guinness Pro 12 or 14 or 28 yes, or whatever 16, it is. Now, yeah. Um, do you know? they're going to get the coverage that they deserve and that for their, their promotion and that the players deserve. And the GA will get the coverage. I think you see national coverage of, uh, of the mead scene hurling final yesterday. The national coverage of the ladies' final in Retour, Sean McGoldrick covered Dunboyne against uh, Dunjock and Royal Gales mm-hmm. for the for the Indo. Well,
1: because national GA re- re- reporters don't have anything else to report on. Yeah, so, yeah, so they're, they're,
0: it's they're, great to get that into the national arena rather than this same old thing of the, the inter-county players and, OK, at this time of the year it would be over anyway. But there's a focus now and a spotlight been put on the club players that... It's only going to enhance the game further.
1: Well, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some gales out there who want to go back to the, the older days, even again, where two or three weeks after you played the All Ireland football final say, you started the National Leagues. Yeah, so there yeah. was a continuous run of, and that only that only ended when? Towards the end of the 1990s. Yeah. There was a continuous run of GAA matches still, you know, throughout the year. The publicity was. was was blanket publicity. It was great for the GAA. Yeah. they're missing out in that regard. They are missing out. But now, having said that, I'm not. I don't agree with going back to that because the club man, the club person, the club player. Do, I'm scratching my head woman. though
0: because I don't understand that line of they're missing out. I, 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 I don't yeah, think but, they uh, are missing
1: out. Well, they're not getting. Out, you'd have to say they're not getting it as as same amount of publicity as the you know say from so from the end of July to the end of September missing out in July August September nearly th- well two months of blanket publicity
0: yeah and I know it right you can say and play the devil's advocate against the point I'm trying to make you can say that the games come ticking fast earlier in the summer and we're missing out on a lot of uh, in-depth stories into how teams are preparing or stories about players but uh, you know during the season but let's let the GA columnists and the GAA uh, journalists of the country let's get a bit imaginative now and use this time to focus on the characters and it's up to those characters to come to the fore now and let's hear the stories of, you know, what made these teams winners. So profiles, Let's hear those profiles, profiles and, and let's find out a bit more about David Clifford. I want to hear a bit more about John Kiley. I want to hear a bit more about Keane Lynch. I want to hear a bit more about you know, Desi Farrell and and, and Colin O'Rourke. I, I was at a launch of some of uh, the Meads Regional Championships mm. last Thursday night and I had a great chat with Colm and and came out in that that you know, the efforts that he's going to in his role as Meade Senior Football Manager, that he's stepping down as as principal of St Pat's Classical School here in Navan early. He's taking early mm. retirement so he can concentrate on this. He's he's leaving his post in in December around Christmas time. And uh you no, know, it's to get that type of insight, and that provides the, the copy and the possibility for promotion. But also, not to forget, 2% of players are inter-county players, 100% of players are club players. Yes, yeah,
1: well, what is the, the percentage?
0: And before is inter- anybody comes back, I know 2% and 100% is 102%, but don't forget inter-county <laughs> players are club players too.
1: What is the percentage of uh, money generated for the GAA, I wonder? You Don't know the the, the, G8, inter, inter, the intercounty game is um,
0: they filled crow no. park five times with carbrocks so they made as much money this year as as those figures come out the split season won't affect the finances of them. Absolutely yeah, not. Well,
1: I think that that was the argument of uh, not so much the finances, but uh, not only the finances rather, but the fact that they're just losing out on publicity for the games themselves, for to, to attract youngsters. I think that's where the fear is coming from. Now, I'm, not, I'm not, again, as I said, I'm, I'm all for this split season, but there is a cohort of people out there who are very much concerned about it. I know from talking to people generally, but also high-profile personalities like... Uh, Pat Spillane, as I say, is um, expressing his doubts about it now as well. You
0: look at you look at the amount of kids that are back in in clubhouses. So back in our own clubhouse last night, after seeing their their local heroes win county championships, you see the amount of kids that are at hurling and football matches up and down the country. They're out on the fields at halftime, pucking a ball around or kicking a ball around. There's certainly the lack of GAA from late July to early September isn't affecting them at all these kids are coming to games and now they're seeing it at a more local level instead of knowing so from from my point of view from from our club point of view so instead of knowing okay we don't have many <laughs> inter-county stars in recent times but say james torah or alan douglas who are part of the hurling team as a trim supporter following mead go god look St. james torah and alan douglas are our heroes because they're playing with mead the trim young now are looking at Charlie Ennis they're looking at Jerry Dewan Tor, Dougie they're looking at James Murray Mikey Cole James Amgis they're looking at these lads all over the field you know I can name all 20 lads that probably played yesterday and the trim youngsters are looking at them as their heroes not just the two boys who played at Mead, mm. because now they're being exposed to the club game a hell of a lot more than they would have been if the season had run on because I think that the split season and I know you agree with me is the way to go and I know from reading an article with the Galway County Board Chairman absolutely no way did they want to go back to the way it used to been split season is a huge success in Galway
1: yes a huge success because the the foundation of the game the parish the club the pride of the parish the, the club has been looked after and and uh, that's that should be that should be the way, but uh, as I say, there's not, not everybody's happy about it. But you're you know anyway, you're going to get at that.
0: We 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 had planned maybe on discussing something else, um, which we we might just hold off for a little while because we want to uh, <laughs> get cracking in Jimmy. We, as we mentioned, the pride of the uh, the pride of the club, and we said trim on the double this weekend. We we'll mm. just uh, we'll start at the very top. Uh, trim one thirteen, retort one ten sounds like a close game Jimmy three points in it at the end
1: yeah well it, it, it was Final. a close game in that sense but it, 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 it the scoreline hides the the fact that from much of the game it was a strange game in that respect for much of it uh, Trim looked by some distance a better team and the dominated really spells of it as well sustained spells uh, reto got, got a late goal Padrahan uh, from a 20 metre free you know but, uh, and then the goal that Jay that Trim got yeah so it you know, was level
0: it was level three times in the first 17 minutes it was mm. level at two points each level at three points each and level at four points each when uh, I think it was Gavin McGowan who half half goal chance flashed it over the bar to make a four points each mm then the weather conditions come into play Jimmy
1: well the weather the, 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 yes the, the goal like you know um, now uh, Gerold Crowley the, um, the Rataut goalkeeper he's a very good young goalkeeper brilliant goalkeeper yeah. an excellent semi-final against Kiltail made a couple of brilliant saves and that helped uh, Rataut achieve that unexpected victory over Kiltail but uh, you know I think it was a 70 minutes gone James Andrew won a ball out under the terror side now it was. he lofted it in I don't know whether he was going for a point or not he had to win with him okay fair enough but he, it was about it dropped about what 8-10 ten, ten metres short yeah, of the goal yeah, Garrod yeah. Garrod came out to collect it it slipped from his grasp it's the stuff of nightmares for goalkeepers and he turned as it went through his hand
0: and it it must have just looked like slow motion to him the ball just trickled over just
1: trickled yeah yeah and you know so that will
0: trim 1-4 to 4 up and then uh, Alan Douglas got a brilliant point from the right hand side then James Murray with a absolutely spectacular sideline cut yeah. the second
1: of the game well, phenomenal yeah. skill phenomenal skill and to do it twice in a in a county final like it shows great because James so let's let's remember he's only what 21 20 2021 20, 20, yeah. 20, is he? Yeah, yeah so you see he's still only a youngster and uh, to do to show the temperament to do that under a packed stand now, there was, there was only about, say, 2,000 people. Everybody was packed into the stand because of the rain and, and the, the wind one, yeah. and so on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then he did it the far side as well, just to show that it was absolutely no fluke.
0: Yeah, and
1: yeah. Uh, tremendous skill. And they were two of the highlights of the games.
0: So in in, in a nine-minute spell, it went from being four points all to James Andrews getting that fortunate goal or unfortunate goal from Gerald Crowley's point of view to 1-7 to four up. Um, and then they, they traded a couple of frees, Podge Hannan and James Murray traded a couple of frees, One eight to five points at half time. Yeah. You really felt that uh, Trim had had the wind in the first half. You thought they were going to be up against it then in the second half if we're it off to a good start. They managed to get in for a goal after a couple of minutes, but Charlie Ennis made a great save. Brilliant goal. Uh, yeah, brilliant to, save yeah, from to McGowan. McGowan yeah. yeah, but they got a point from the 65, and you thought, game on here now.
1: Yes, but it didn't happen, and and one of the reasons it didn't happen because of the the organisation, the tenacity of the trim defence. They were very very strong, very you know they gave nothing away. You know we we looked at uh, Dahi McGowan, you know Keen uh, Rogers, Gavin McGowan, and and you you looked at them before the match, and you think well, we we'd be relying on them to get a few points. They never got the time or space. I know Keen uh, Gav- uh, Rogers got a point, and Gavin McGowan got a point, but I mean. You know, compared to, that was a very meagre tally compared to other results or other other tallies. That yeah. got in the games. So this, yeah, this was. Um, so
0: James Murray, James Murray, and Podge and traded points again. Podge was uh, one from play, but then between the thirty minute and the forty sixth minute, it was the James Murray show again. Brilliant control, turn point. Uh, Pointed from a sixty-five, and then he pointed from a free from the left-hand side, and all of a sudden, again, that five-point lead became eight points at the three-quarter stage, one twelve to seven points. That was really game over, wasn't it? Trim yeah. had control, as you said, defensively brilliant.
1: Yeah, there was never. I th- Well, I think the the goal, the soft goal that Retort conceded, it really took uh, its toll on the, the morale of the team. Because they never seemed to get back up after that. Uh, They were were playing reasonably well up to then. But that was a real hammer blow to them. But uh, Retort never... And this is one of the mysteries of this championship. They never really got got to, to this stage where you think, oh yeah... Yeah, this team is really starting to perform now because okay maybe in the semi-final they, yeah, they did, did against Catal. Yeah. but uh, otherwise in any every other game that I saw them in Ferg, I think you saw them in a few games as well they never really showed the, the kind of tenacity ten, t- intensity they have in recent years no, no. And, um,
0: like the run they had to the 2020 final and they were due to play a trim in the 2020 final we all know that that got postponed um, due to COVID that's they were phenomenal. That was probably mm. what I'm um, after using that word "phenomenal" three or four times in this podcast. But they were unbelievable. They, they, they were probably produced some of the finest hurling that we've seen in the Meath Senior Hurling Championship in the last decade or more. Even they were up there with mm. as good as Kedochi had hurled, or as good as Kiltale had hurled in the last ten years. But then that that shut down and they had to the final got delayed until 2021 and Trim beat them after extra time they just haven't got back to those heights at all Uh, despite having clearly exceptional horrors
1: yes and it's one of the mysteries of why maybe the football has taken centre stage somehow uh, sub- well, they got to that final and won a football some-
0: title in that same year you know so yeah. I don't know if
1: but you wonder how, what, what a lot of those players are going to be playing next week in the, in the in your football was it in the back of the minds that oh, I don't want to pick up an injury here or whatever is that something that you can totally eradicate from your Pre-match consciousness. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah, they could
0: have seven or eight lads involved the, in the football final yeah, next week. Yeah, and
1: you know, it's just it not it uh, It's a mystery. It must have been bewildering to the manager and the selectors as well as to why they're not playing. Why they haven't played well? They're, they're just about squeaked through. They, Look, should, they should they should have been have won a title in the last few years hopefully there's another year or two left in this team so that they will fulfil their potential as hurlers
0: Let, let's just get back then to, to yesterday's game as we said Trim went 112-7 up and 90 seconds after that Dottie McGowan had another goal chance and a brilliant save from Charlie Ennis this one first <laughs> save he made from Dottie was routine enough mm. but the one in the 47th yeah, minute was brilliant. a spectacular fly and save tipped it yeah, out for, yeah. for a 65 which if that goal had gone in Padrahanan converted 65 but that had been a goal 112 to 17 yeah, we they were the, game, on, he game on heading into again, the last yeah, quarter yeah. now they did hit 3 points in a row the 65 uh, brilliant point from midfield from Derek Kelly and another free from Padrahanan which brought it back to 112 to 10 points but it needed a goal. That would, The points were never going to be enough. There was three minutes left. Um, great work um, by Neely Heffernan, I think. Got a super point just to settle Trim. close the scoring in the 59th minute for Trim. And then, as you said, um, Pajo O'Hannoran got a goal three minutes into injury time. After, I think it was four minutes of injury time were announced. Yes, so it was. Th- three minutes into that four minutes of injury time. Uh, a throw ball, a harsh, harsh enough call from a trim point of view, but uh, a throw ball on the twenty meter line, gifted Retort to free mm. right, right in front of the post, and uh, he actually didn't hit it that cleanly, but it went through, it went through a uh, couple of players' legs and into the back of the net, one thirteen to one ten, and you thought, Jesus, he's going to allow another minute here, and sure enough, there was a, another puck out and another chance for Retort. But that brilliant trim mm. defense jerry dewan ben holden yeah. Kieran o'rourke you them, james yeah. or conor quigley uh absolutely brilliant there again and i just thought uh, the island,
1: Kieran yeah Rourke, they, they um, come in just james. charlie
0: and where dimmy higgins had an outstanding game for trim throughout oh, yeah. uh gary fleming he, he, came in oh, late oh, great on great vision
1: and, and, he has with his passing with range of passing yeah gary Jim.
0: fleming actually swept out the ball then late on just from that last action of danger and Trim held on one thirteen to J- one ten.
1: James Thor had a great game, but uh, one of the things that mystified me, and we mentioned it again earlier on, is the, the fact that uh, Ratot brought a player back from their half back line, and but that left James Thor to sort of rule rule that territorial space there in front of the posts. You know unhindered on, on, on by a marker you know he just he, he didn't have anybody to to look after a mark and you suggested maybe it'd be better if you put Hanron in there but I thought maybe yeah, but anybody looking. else in there
0: <laughs> who, who are who are we to say I just thought that uh, you know Hanran might have occupied James Thor a little bit more and made him uh, like James was just at the freedom of the park to do what he does best and he was under every breaking ball he read the game brilliantly he got under every high ball that came underneath him cleared it when there was a ruck or there was a 50-50 ball inevitably total came out yeah, with it
1: of course then and you, he you, was
0: brilliant he grew in confidence then and he, he was just know, superb Poges,
1: Poges great strength was he appear, pops up everywhere all over the pitch and yeah. he's got tremendous stamina so that was, uh, that was something that he you know you'd lose if you brought him back to mark somebody you'd lose a, a tremendously influential player so personally I wouldn't put Podge there but I'd put another player there yeah. make sure but the, no point <laughs> if
0: Sands and Butts as it <laughs> turned out Trim uh, win the Jubilee Cup for the 28th time and uh, completed a double on the day with the Miners winning earlier on as well uh, beating Dunmore Ashburn 218 to 6 points earlier on the day and probably the headline from the minor final was the remarkable return of 213 from Kyle Ennis uh, again, we had to wait until the three quarter stage before the first goal arrived. But Trim were dominant throughout. They led 8 4 at half time, uh, stretched that lead to uh, 16 points to 6 with 9 minutes to go. And uh, Kyle Ennis, a brilliant turn, got in for his first goal. And then, in the second minute of injury time from a 20 metre free, just blasted the ball to the net for his second goal. A Trim win 218 to 6 points. Huge reliance on Dunamar Ashburn and Michael O'Sullivan. Uh, he got all their six points, five of them from Freeze. And he'll be in action again next Sunday, actually, for Ashbourne Ashburn. They've six or seven of their players, I think, uh, part of the Dunamar Ashburn team that will take on Centralstown in the minor football final, which will be played before the senior final next Sunday. So, plenty of opportunity for the Ashburn boys to get a bit of consolation there next weekend. But Trim were the dominant force in that minor final.
1: Yeah, of course, it was a great weekend too for uh, Dunderry and Padalki. Dunderry won in the intermediate for Ergo. You covered that match.
0: Yeah, Dunderry, uh, we, we had no games in, or, sorry, no goals in uh, in Partholchon on Saturday, the junior final, uh, sorry, the junior two final and the uh, intermediate Hurling final actually just didn't have my notes with me. But uh, Dunderry managed to get the better, Rat my line, 17 points to Ratmaline's 11 points in the intermediate hurling final, so they'll go back up to senior hurling. But it wasn't a great game. Look, it was entertaining enough first half. Ratmaline stuck with Dunleer. He stayed with them well. But then as the fair wore on, it just it it became laboured enough sort of a game. Of the 28 scores, only six of them were from play. Uh, so you a lot of a lot of place balls, a lot of frees, 65s, just. It wasn't a great game, but Dunderry were, uh, you know, Luke Martin in top form again, and and they deserve and winners of the intermediate hurling yeah, championship. First
1: time since twenty six to twenty fourteen. Yeah, right. Ramaline would have, uh,
0: what they would have done or what they would have given to have uh, have someone like Mickey Cole on their team, maybe still even at at forty eight years of age, Mickey would be uh, as good as any of them to to grab a score and Absolutely. sitting up in the stand. I'd say he would have been, he would have had a. A, a huge impact, they just lacked that scoring threat up front. Uh, like John Farrell of 41 or 42 was probably one of their busiest attacking players. Gary Doherty was excellent as well for them, um, but they just lacked that bite in attack. Well, and there uh, can be no denying Dundary were deserving winners of the Intermediate Hurling.
1: Uh, Rackham Line are, are facing though a problem with a lot of rural clubs in the fact that, uh, you know, the because of our planning laws. A lot of people can't build oh, around, around there, <laughs> yeah, so they're yeah. moving into towns, yeah, and, and, yeah. and they've got a small population to pick from.
0: Yeah, well, that's know? it. And, and you look at uh, you look at even you know some of the players playing on other teams that have probably their families have moved and settled in in the bigger towns, and now they're playing their hurling yeah. uh, no, with Mikey the bigger Cole towns. Or, yeah, like yeah, know, some of the yeah. So nearly 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 we'd say would yeah. been. A prime example of being a, a Rat Malayan legend, and uh, he he marries, moves into Trim, and and Mikey and and Joey. Joy. You know two key men for trim and their senior hurling, and, and you know, and another time, or mm. who knows, might have built, tried to build a house at in I think, I think
1: James Murray is another, he's relative to Matt. James
0: Murray is, is trim and Declan Murray's son. Don't try claiming yeah. him now, Jimmy. Yeah, no, I, think, I, I was talking
1: to a Rappel-Line man yeah, earlier on, yeah. and he was, he was saying he's Rapping connections. Yeah, so.
0: look, there's, a, there's any amount of them. You could go through any club and say, well, such and such a player, his father played with another team and could be with them, but. The Junior Two Hurling title went to Kildalki. That was the curtain raiser uh, to the Intermediate Hurling final. Kildalki 20 points, St. Pat's 17 points. Now St. Pat's first team against Kildalki's third team. And uh, you might say, oh God, Kildarki third team, You know what sort of quality have they got there. But there was plenty of quality on the uh, on Kildalki third team. Lads with plenty of lads with senior hurling championship medals. When you see Sean Corrigan, Stephen Ford, Conor Dunn. Andrew Fagan, I think Cahal Egan has a couple as well. Like, and, uh, some quality hurlers on that Kadoki team, but it was all St Pats in the first half. Brilliant hurling, outstanding hurling from Gerald O'Donoghue. Um, but, but it
1: was the nature of the of the of the game in the sense that Kedak were five points down at half time. Yeah, thirteen points to eight. After playing with the wind, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, lo- it looked hopeless for them at that stage. But yeah, the the, St. the the way they turned things around was remarkable.
0: I have to give credit to St Pat's; they were very good in that first half. As I said, Gerald O'Donoghue, exceptional for them. I tell you the watching Sergio Boltman, who was there uh, for the two games would have had to have been impressed by what he saw from Gerald O'Donoghue um, JP Ryan an old veteran for them there as well was excellent from centre back and Neil O'Flaherty was was very good for what them a, as what well What an
1: achievement though for Kentucky to, to uh, field three adult teams yeah, you know, and, and three uh,
0: get to minimum well, semi final So there are seniors beating in the se- senior semi-final, yeah. and, second team beaten in the intermediate well, just semi-final. just the
1: logistics of it every week to get uh, three teams Yeah, team and, the same,
0: and the same management team, Paddle Halloran and Daryl Lahart in oh, charge of all three team, teams. Yeah. So it was great that they got something to celebrate. And, uh, you know, the scenes at the end of it, um, Andrew Fagan, Owen Potterton came in Uh, towards the end of the first half and really turned the tide in the second half for Kildalki. He was hugely influential, playing ball, quicker ball, got into Andrew Fagan. And once he got quicker ball in and had an extra yard of space, he really punished St. Pat's. It was an excellent performance from Andrew Fagan. And uh, Kildalki were deserving winners of that Junior 2 title. Um, They weren't so lucky, Jimmy, in the Brendan Davis Cup final. It was Mm -hmm. Kiltail, 17 points, ending their year with a bit of silverware. Victory over Kildallkey, who scored two nine. So Kiltail yeah. 17, Kildallkey two nine. Yes, in
1: a morning half ten. It was it was it must mean some sort of a history history aspect to that. Uh, a major game like that, you know. Uh, well, no, the cup was for the Brendan Davis Cup, of course. Brendan Davis, I knew Brendan very well. He was a great GA man, refereed for a while, a GA official, a county board official. Uh, you know, did so much for the game and the local community tremendous man and he, it's, it's a great way As we, we talked earlier on about recognising coaches and people who do this kind of thing for, for develop young players and help clubs and so on well uh, Brendan what the amount he did for uh, kodoki hurling over the years as, as well is recognised in the fact that he uh, a game uh, our cup brother has been donated in his name um, Cahal his son who was a great player for Meath in his time too full back he was there yesterday he uh, presented the cup to Jack Regan yeah so I, for for tale okay you know they, they tried hard yesterday to win that and it was a very competitive game. Yeah, but well, you they, they, know, they're, they're winners. they delighted to win it. They're
0: winners. They're, you know, they're, they, they have a hunger. They have an attitude. You, you, don't, yeah. you don't become a bad team overnight. And this was a side that won five or 16 senior titles in a row. Mm. Uh, still backbone by the majority of them. Great players, as we said. James Kelly, Jack Regan, uh, Peter Dornan. Uh, you know that's just a name but a few I'm sure there was more that played on, on Sunday that have multiple Senior Hurling Championship medals But so they're winners and I, wouldn't, I wasn't one bit surprised to see that they they put a huge effort into that game um, Jimmy that brings us on nicely to the team of the week so just a little patch that we do for for a little bit that we do and next week we'll, we'll try and sit down and put our heads together for a team of the year yeah. from the Hurling Championships but the team of the week for this week uh, We tried to give it a bit of a spread rather than just sticking to what was the game of the week, which was the senior hurling final. It would have been quite easy to pick uh, all 15 players from the senior hurling final. Um, but we tried to spread it out over the few finals that were played but a few lads uh, you just couldn't ignore and we're certain to get on it and I know it's for the second round in a row the goalkeeper on this week's team of the week is Charlie Ennis as we mentioned earlier on those two brilliant saves from Dahi McGowan efforts yeah, really
1: especially the second one alright it was a super save yeah. yeah and as you say if we're if we're, taught, we're beginning to have a little bit of a Purple patch, they didn't have many purple patches, that's an old term now, that's a bit of a cliche, that one. So, yeah. but, uh, but anyway, they had a bit of a good, they had a decent spell there. And if they'd scored a goal, that's at that point who knows how the game would have turned out. It put pressure on Trim, certainly,
0: yeah. And uh, you know, for as good and all as Trim were, and and uh, we were kind of playing down how effective um, Retote were and how their forwards didn't get going, the fact that. The goalkeeper and three of the six defenders um, on this week's team of the week are all from Trim, and you could quite easily have put all six defenders on yeah. the team of the week. So <laughs> the number two jersey on the team of the week is Jerry Dwan from Trim, who yeah, I thought
1: he had a brilliant game yesterday. He yeah. picked
0: up an early booking, but didn't let that affect mm-hmm. him, and just really got stuck in. Was excellent, and same the, the, could the, be said.
1: The third Trim defence was brilliant yesterday. Yeah,
0: so the full-back... Uh, number three on this week's team of the week is from Dunderry and it's Conor Dempsey uh, did a great job in just shutting down that potentially dangerous full forward line from Ratmaline or Trevor Healy, John Farrell and Gary Doherty as I said Gary Doherty did play well and uh, caused a few problems but uh, Conor Dempsey was excellent at full back and, and you uh, you cloned for Brendan McKeown from the Kildockie's first team from the Brendan Davis Cup final yeah, uh, where, yeah. for the He'd number a, 4 jersey
1: yes yes he had a very good game yesterday Brendan of course county man and no doubt he'll be featuring prominently in Search uh, at Wolfins, but he had a brilliant game yesterday yeah.
0: so the full back or the half back line then um, Timmy Higgins who wasn't down to start but I think Trim just submitted the same team sheet for the last couple of games but Timmy Higgins was always going to start and he was excellent at uh, at the wing back position and he wears the number 5 jersey for us at number 6 at number 6 probably the easiest decision all year with James Toher at centre back um, an honourable mention has to go to Conor O'Shea from Dunderry who was very good as well in the intermediate but James Toher was just exceptional uh, for Trim in the senior hurling final and, uh, but we do find room for Conor O'Shea on the team actually uh, he, will, he we shifted the defence around a bit and he gets in wearing the number 7 jersey so Conor O'Shea from Dunderry number 7 in midfield Jimmy we 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 felt found- Paul Hanahan deserved a mention yeah, he was excellent definitely. for a totes yeah, even yeah. though it was a, a disappointing display from them and he gets number 8 jersey on Surely our midfield yeah. uh, tireless w- tireless. and and, and speaking of, of tireless and working hard and coming up with the, scru- the crucial scores uh, the number 9 jersey goes to Luke Martin from Dunderry he was top scorer for Dunderry on a historical day for them and I hugely influential he was top scorer in every game
1: they in the he was he's, yeah, he's a top
0: definitely top scorer in the Intermediate Championship and probably probably Probably, uh, I'm not sure what Nicky Potterton scored in the senior hurling championship, but he'd be up there And the overall all the hurling championships. The half-forward line, um, the official player of the match, the Michael Harry Connor uh, player of the match from the senior hurling final, James Murray obviously gets the number 10 jersey. He was brilliant as we've already mentioned. Uh, Centre forward goes to another Dunderry man, Jamie Levy, very influential early on in the game, got a couple of nice scores and was central to most of the good things that Dunderry did. And the number 12 jersey, uh, not too often players playing in the fourth tier of Hurling Championships will get a mention, uh, especially when they didn't even start the game. But uh, Owen Potterton for Kildarki was very good and hugely influential in turning the tide for Kildarki in that junior two Hurling final. Uh, the full forward line, 13, we mentioned them earlier on and while while also praising Conor Dempsey, but Gary Doherty for Ratmaline, uh kept his side taken over, kept him in the game. He was lively. He was a threat. He was accurate from place balls and uh, deserves his place on the team of the week. Yeah. Full forward line, again, uh, the, the last two positions actually go to players from that junior two hurling final. It was a cracking game, really was a cracking game, second only to the senior hurling final. But the full forward is Kildarki's Andrew Fagan, you know, with Owen Potterton coming in and that supply of ball going into Fagan really turned the tide in Kildarki's favour. But up to that point, so Andrew Fagan gets the number 14 jersey, but up to that point, Gerald O'Donoghue was the best player on the field, probably in part, over the weekend, Mm. he was superb. Uh, for St Pats so I know he, he played at number 10 but we have to get him into the forward division somewhere so he wears the number 15 jersey uh, on this week's team of the week. Quick rundown on it again Jimmy Ingolds, Charlie Ennis from Trim, full back line Trim's Jerry Dewan, Connor Dempsey from Dunderry and Brendan McKeown from Kildare. The half back line Jimmy Higgins from Trim, his clubmate James Toher are at number 6. And number 7 is Conor O'Shea. In midfield are podger Hanrahan and Dunderry's Luke Martin. Half forward line, number 10, James Murray from Trim. Number 11, Jamie Levy from Dunderry. And number 12, Owen Potterton from Kildarki. And the full forward line is Gary Doherty from Ratmaline. Andrew Fagan is full forward from Kildarki. And number 15, Gerald O'Donoghue from St. Pat's. So it's been a, a contentious... Uh, selection process and uh, but an enjoyable enough one doing picking the team of the week. And yeah. not sure there's any merit, and it's only our opinion, so it doesn't really matter in the grand, grand scheme of things. But it's nice to be able to pinpoint these lads and say, you know, they've been exceptional all year. Everybody
1: will have their own views, of course, and various positions and various players but yeah, yeah so look they deserve if if they perform well they deserve to be mentioned yes
0: yeah it's not as if we, we have a prize in them and they can uh, I definitely don't <laughs> yeah, think Demi uh, uh, Higgins or James Toher or any of the boys will be out celebrating tonight and go up to a, up, up to the counter <laughs> and, maybe, and go uh, do you know I got on the team of the week uh, I yeah. the barman will say to them sorry you won't have much change out of that but it's not might be worth a whole lot to these ads. Yeah, but, but we like to be able to say look these boys stood out for us and and were exceptional and an opportunity next weekend then for a a whole other bunch of of lads to get on the team of the week Um, before sorry before we move on from that we'll we'll finish up just with the ladies finals we're on at the weekend Um, the senior ladies final on Saturday evening Dunboyne making a three in a row coming from a point down a half time against Dunshock and Royal Gales to win um, by one thirteen to one ten, I think just haven't got the scoreline right in front of me again. But anyway, they were a point down at halftime and it was Emma Duggan who turned the tide for, for Dunboyne in that game. Uh, she scored 1-9. Remarkable performance from Emma Duggan. And, and a Dunboyne side without Vicky Wall who scored another goal in the AFLW for North Melbourne. But not just without Vicky Wall, without Fiona O'Neill, without Dee Blaney, with Julie Cavan and Aoife Thompson on the bench who played big roles when they came in. But uh, we full coverage from that final in this week's Mead Chronicle. Unfortunately, the other two finals that were on Sunday, um, the intermediate football final and the junior football final, St. Ultans, uh played Manalvi in the junior football final and Screen played Nafina in the intermediate football final. Uh, unfortunately, those games clashed with the hurling finals that were on in Park Tulchin, and we weren't able to get reporters to cover them. We did ask... Uh, that the clubs send in reports into us so that we could carry the reports in the chronicle but we've heard nothing from the clubs on which is very unfortunate um, you know, him. that their achievements aren't going to be recognised and, and you know it's it's a debate that we had already this year uh, the role of the PRO in a club is to promote their club it's a public relations officer it's promote your club promote your teams get their names get their get their faces out there and give them all the respect they deserve but some of them just aren't doing well, it. we and, are
1: on the modern yeah, newspaper We b- rely on business, them and they um, rely on us. But, uh, you know, no. uh,
0: unfortunately, when we can't get to these games and some of them just don't, just didn't step up.
1: Yeah, it is a pity. It's in and for, because a, a, a good, diligent pro in a club can can be invaluable to a club and yeah. getting getting their message out there. Again. Well, and
0: we and have it a few. And it means a lot to
1: of young players, especially you know, to, to be mentioned as is, we're talking about uh, you know recognizing players for their performances. If young players perform in club matches, league games, whatever. And, you know there are some brilliant PROs out there but unfortunately there are other clubs that are just yeah. not that well served by um, PROs you know yeah, so. yeah.
0: And, and that's not to say because actually uh, of the clubs that were involved at the weekend like Screen Rowan Dardis is a brilliant PRO for Screen and Paul Green is a brilliant PRO for Monalby um, as well and we, we hear from them quite regular about the uh, about their games but we haven't heard anything about the ladies finals but what we do know is that or from what we can gather is St. Dalton's won the junior football title with an extra time win over Manalvi and um, Screen I believe got a late goal to defeat Nafina in the intermediate football finals so they'll be playing senior football next year and um, We'll also find out who's going to be playing at higher grades of football next weekend, Jimmy. All the action starts on Saturday, or actually the action starts on, on Friday, Friday night. night. Omani's, uh, against Omani's against Town. Yeah. that's a big one. We might just fly through this because we're already 42 minutes into this podcast and we want to uh, want to wrap it up nearly before the 50-minute mark. Omani's against Town, Jimmy, in Ashburn, as we said, yeah. Friday night, relegation final second year in a row Magnes have been there Um escaped last year with victory over Dunshockland can they do it again
1: uh, I don't think so this time, Fergal. I think that they, they could be caught out. You, they, you can get away with it once or twice at this level, but uh, well, as I said, they were in it last year. Maybe they might, they might produce a performance. Now they were showing signs early in the championship that, that they were improving, but they, they seem to have slipped back into uh, disappointing form for them. and yeah, uh, no, and I, I think Central's Town could could edge this one.
0: And they escaped last year with, with, you know, the experience of Niall McCaig and Stephen Bray was still there last year, mm. right? and that, that got them out of that tricky situation. And Davy Nell. And on the sideline was helping them, uh, you know, negotiate those choppy waters last year. But it's um, it, it it does look difficult for them. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody's going to be available. They have lost a huge amount of players over the last 12 months. Uh Town are a young, uh, are, are have a good crop of young players coming through. Um, if they can stay up and, you know, as we said, they're in a minor final on Sunday as well where they might find it difficult against a very promising Dunham or Ashburn team in the minor final. But they obviously have good young players coming through um, and if they can hold their own at senior for a year or two, they they will be could well become a force again. But for a man, there's just not a huge amount of... of exceptional young talent there's decent young talent alright well, but have exceptional a, yeah, coming through they have through some and,
1: very good young players coming through but obviously they're just finding they need time to yeah. establish themselves at the highest level and they're struggling to do that at the moment clearly but uh, you know that's not saying that they can't win this game but it'll it, 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 be a huge crowd at this Fergal yeah, big huge match crowd at it, in Ashbourne. Yeah, nice yeah, under
0: the it lights um, and then the following day then we've got a busy day of action in Park Tolchin where the first game on the card is St. Bridget's against Slane in the Junior B Football Championship. St. Bridget's have been the favourites all year. Uh, Slane probably got off to uh, probably not the best of starts in the Junior B Championship. Drum Conrad actually looked like the team most likely to push St. Bridget's all the way, but uh, Slane reversed that form in the semi-final and booked their place in the final with victory over Drum Conrad. And it's St. Bridget's who... Uh, recovered from, their, from losing to Cortown in the last game of their group to then defeat Cortown in the semi-final. And it's St Bridget's have been favourite all along are probably going to be uh, considered favourites again
1: yeah i go along with that I think they they have your extensive
0: knowledge of junior B football well I
1: haven't I I admit I haven't seen much junior B football this year but uh, I would go along with it because they've been threatening in recent years haven't they you know they've been there there or thereabouts yeah well uh, they were uh, relegated from the junior uh, down so you know they look like
0: a very they look like a type of team that could be more than hold their own in the junior Mm. so you would imagine they'd Mm. be good enough to win a junior B yeah
1: so who are you going for I'll go with
0: Bridget's as well yeah okay yeah yeah and speaking of teams that have been more than holding their own in junior <laughs> Dunsany they're back again for another tilt at uh, trying to get out of junior football they've been there and they've knocked on that door we've chronicled the heartache if you pardon the well, pun I was
1: talking to one great uh, uh, Dunsany man yesterday and he was telling me they've lost seven finals yeah so this will be the eight well, you know if seven if, if it's seven it's finals it's they've lost so this will be the uh, yeah the well, eighth eight one will eight, be, be in, in yeah, yeah. yeah so Look, I, and, think, I think they're going to win it. Ferguson. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be. And and again, they, you know, they they went into last year's final
0: after hammering Karen Ross in the semi final and they were everybody's favourites. Get the better of Saint Vincent's, and they didn't manage to do it on an awful well, shitty day in They've Going into that final, and uh, uh, then you know, they've done look, the same this year. They've absolutely hammered ball in the semi final, but they're th- still not going in as favourites it's Castletown who are the favourites yes. really Castletown coming down yes. from it like Castletown were in an intermediate semi-final they were 60 minutes away from playing senior football three years ago yeah. four years three no, or four years naturally,
1: ago naturally Castletown and for they would be considered favourites yeah. but that'll suit uh, any fine it, it, I, I, but it, there's, it, this, there's something about any this year there's a, there's a steal about them and a, t- a greater tenacity in their makeup. That's, uh, yeah, they only got out a
0: group in third place.
1: Yes, yes, I know, but they were very, they were very impressive in this, in the quarter final, and in the semi final. You know, so the big Moyle in the quarterfinal, yeah. you know, and uh, they've 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 put in some impressive. Uh, they seem to be improving. They're they're a lot of experience there now. You know, they're yeah, vulnerable it, in defence, I think. But uh, it threatens to be a
0: shootout between Kevin Ross and Pierre Fox, really, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, the two great players, uh, who are you know, at that level and uh, who are well capable of getting scores. Yes, it could, it could, be, but I, I still think there's something about Uncanny this time. And I just hope that they make it for their long-suffering supporters.
0: Yeah, well, without trying to show any bias, yeah, uh, or, or show favouritism—not that either of us will be biased towards Castletown or Donnchani. No. But uh, yeah. yeah, you'd like, you'd, you would like to think um, that, that I don't know how they could endure more heartache. It would be, it would be devastating <laughs> for them. But Castletown yeah. have, have been the best team in the Junior yeah. Football Championship. There's no denying it. So you do yeah. like to see. The cream of the crop get their reward for you know they're the best team all year. They deserve to win the junior championship. Yeah,
1: I, well, I mean the, the the line of thinking was that with a couple of teams like Castletown coming down this year, Ballinard sitting down to junior that his yeah. chance had gone. Yeah, and they wouldn't even get near the the, no, the it's final. Been
0: brilliant and fairness. But they to have. Them, yeah. They are.
1: They, and as I said, they produced some very good performance along the way. Yeah, you know. So
0: well, yeah. So while Castletown were the team coming down from intermediate and automatically expect us to bounce back. The same kind of logic applies to the intermediate football finalists Dun Shockland who were relegated from the senior championship last year taking on Deleague Belliestown in the final at four o'clock on Saturday in Park Tolchin again going to be a tight one to call but you know mm, I don't know about we, we that we went th- with Dun from the off
1: yeah I, I think Dun yeah, are they're, they're such a talented team so I, I don't, are, I, but, I, I but don't then, know whether it would be that tight to go on Ferguson. Well they know. limped
0: over the line. They limped over the line with a late Connor Jennings goal against Rakhenny in the uh, in the quarter final. So, mm. They okay, they brushed aside the Knobber quite comfortably in the semi-final, but they, you know, they didn't exactly set the world alight. They have some excellent forwards, there's no doubt Matt Costello, Luke Mitchell, Rory Kinsler, John McDonough uh, super forwards there for, for Dunshaughlin, but I thought the Elite Belliestown were very good um, against a very poor I was going to go to an exploit up there but a very poor Dunderry side in the semi-final they absolutely annihilated Dunderry in the semi-final mm. Um so they too have their threats, and you look at Shane Crosby. Is uh, there Tom Bowden got forward and and got a lovely goal the last day as well? Alan Bowden is a real threat. Um, they've got Robin Clark has been superb at uh, anchoring centre back for them. Uh, Oshin Milland had a had a brilliant game from corner back or pushing out the field. Uh, Dunchokan will be red hot favourites and rightly so. And. Yeah, I believed Dunchakon will probably win it, but I think Joe Sheridan's belief, Bellison will have their homework done for this game, and it's going to be a lot closer than people might have thought.
1: They will make, make it difficult, but Dun are a, one of these teams who can vary it. You know, if a team plays deep defensively against them, they can, they can sort of find a way around that. If a, a team takes them on one to one, they can find a way around that too. So I think that they're they're very varied in the way they approach matches and, and but that, that they're a much-vaunted attack alright, yeah and I think they're going to win it
0: Jimmy, there's um, the All-County Hurling League Division 3 final <laughs> it's not over for Kildaki or Trim yet it's on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock it's a repeat really of the, the two teams that played in the Billy Byrne Cup last week which Kildaki won handily uh, Trim held a few players back in reserve for that game because they were involved in the panel for the senior hurling yesterday so they might have a few more players available to them um but uh Kiddocki will be hoping to add to their silverware in that a uh, hurling league division three but then it's all about the action in park Tulchin on sunday afternoon one o'clock sent sound against dunham ashburn we've already spoken about that uh, i reckon dunham ashburn will will be too strong they've, i think they've only lost they even lose 1 out of 20 games this year so they've 19 wins from their 20 games at tournament spring league and championship at minor levels so they look strong Michael or Michael O'Sullivan leading them um, well, after his disappointment with the Hurlers last week um, he will have a, a big part to play for Dunham or Ashburn but then it's on to the senior final Jimmy yeah. it's uh, Summerhill against Retold they say styles make fights and uh, in in boxing parlance. And we probably couldn't have two more contrasting teams here in that you have Summerhill, who haven't conceded a goal in the championship yet. Actually, you have to go back to June, I think their third or fourth last game in the league mm-hmm. since they last conceded a goal, taking on Retoat team. Who have scored 16 goals in their yeah, five championship games? So yeah. it's a uh, as as I mentioned in my uh, preview, it's the immo- the irresistible force meeting the immovable object.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's going to be a fascinating match, and but I I've gone from retort from the start, partly because of that. Uh, the 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 amount of uh, attack you know the of, of quality players they have in their attack you know the McGowans you know the Wallaces uh, you know the, the Bobby O'Brien they've got some brilliant Keen Rogers you, you know you look at every player nearly in that attack and they they they're f- proven forwards so I think if they prob- you know the problem for them would be to make sure that they get enough ammunition in there but th- th- what, what they can do as well they can, they can go back into defence and then break from there
0: yeah and- those proven forwards are now coming up against a proven defence anchored by the Ryan twins Ronan and Ross are superb Captain Park Garrity has been brilliant for them all year they've mm. got uh, they've got a abundance of talent to come in either side in the full back lane you've John Lavelle you've Earley Hughes mm. uh, Porrick Jennings um, they've just got Summerhill a brilliant goalkeeper veteran goalkeeper and Tony McDonald they've got quality there in, in defence as we said they've been mean they've conceded I, mean, I doubt there's a team in the country that have conceded as little as Summerhill have conceded they conceded off the top of my head and I haven't got it here in front of me I think five points in in two games including against the county champions Wolf Tones in the semi-final five points eight points in another game twelve points in another game twelve points was the most they conceded in the championship this year in a single game they still outscored Nafina by 2-9 to Nafina's twelve points that day so it's uh, it and, a, 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 and that's not even talking about their mm, their, their midfield. Adam Flanagan mm. has transformed their midfield. He's given them a platform there, uh, the solidity in defence that he provides when an opposition breaks. He's a brilliant aerial ability. And Michal Byrne was superb, mm. excellent coming in Um a in the semi-final against Wolfe Tones
1: found a, a second career you know yeah well he's
0: living down in Limerick yeah. and he, he's training with Adair during the week and he comes up mm. and uh, Conor Gillespie has obviously decided well you know I'm going to pick and choose the games that, that Michal Byrne is going to be most effective in and by jeez, he was mostly effective in that semi-final win against Wolfe Tones and they'll need him to have another huge game on Sunday and then you look at their attacking options Conor Lines. uh probably one of the most accurate free takers in the county um, but then you've got you, you've got others like the, pay, the pace of Kevy Ryan would say the pace and, well, David and Larkin it, has had a David Larkin was another one I was going to career, mention yeah. Dermon McCabe has been yeah. strong and powerful through the middle for them looked at her inside forward line yeah, then for, and you've you got two of Frey- the most Oan exciting Freyne young players Owen Frain, Connor Dar- Frain, Barry Dardis Barry Dardis has only been a sub coming yeah. on and what a sub to have yeah, coming yeah. on. A county player, former yeah, county player. He's just been player, hampered
1: so much by injuries. Hampered by <laughs>
0: knee injuries, yeah, and, and that. And again, Adam McDonald is one of the other defensive threats that they have bombing forward from the half back line. Another good player off that minor team, meet minor team from a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. But, um, but we've to got a decent defence too. Conor McGill there uh, marshalling that defence. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't give much away either. at back. And, and Derek the, the, Kelly there the,
0: coming in as well. The funnel
1: back. The defenders have get plenty of help from their half forwards and so on how oh, interesting to see how um, Retort have used um, Eamon Wallace in the last game or two you know where he's kind of a playmaker He's he's outfield uh, and like he has brilliant ability to uh, pick out players, he has great vision as well, and he's they have, they have utilized that. Uh, I wonder I, it'd be interesting to see if they do use him in a, as a kind of a yeah. third midfielder. Well, they kind of have
0: played him in that halfback role mm. um, this season, well, and where mm. he gets on the ball and he breaks and he uses his pace to kind of break that midfield line. Well, so, no, not so
1: much even that far. He's been kind of used as a midfield general more. Uh, I thought in the in the semi final. Yeah, well, a
0: couple of games that I saw, it's that he he, he gets on ball. And he breaks that line that, that where if a barrier is set
1: up in midfield, he oh,
0: yeah. well, that's, just that's, goes through that, it. That's always been <laughs> yeah, his, yeah. his
1: strength, you know. But they've tapped into another one of his qualities this year. And then, yeah, look, uh,
0: when, when it comes to trying to predict who's going to be the winner at the beginning of the year I went with Rataut so it'll be folly to kind of change my mind now I'm, yeah, going, to sti- I'm going to stick too. with them but the more the I've seen the strength depth as well the the more, oh, I think Summerhill even have a better yeah, strength have, and depth yeah, yeah, you look fair. at David Dalton Barry Dardis coming mm, off the yeah, bench yeah. Uh, Liam Shaw coming off the bench great attacking options mm. uh, going back to field they've got more players coming off the bench that they can use as well in, in defensive situations uh, you know, I I went with Retote but I wouldn't be one bit surprised that on form and what I've seen so far, I could be quite easily swayed to change my mind and go for Summerhill. Um, but I'm gonna stick with my guns and and go at Retote, mm. But I'm not really sure. I believe it myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I really am sitting on the fence and I'll be picking splinters yeah. out of the arse all week because well, somebody, I just can't. Somebody fall asked me side. Wh-
1: who do I thought I win and I said Ratot there, it was before the semi-final. He said, Well I'm going out to put a fiver on that and I said, Well don't put up the mortgage on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well if somebody <laughs> asked me who do you
0: think is win I said retote, and they said, Right, I'm going down to put my fiver on Summer Hill So <laughs> that's that's the that uh, was- <laughs> That's how accurate I've been in my predictions this year. So, I'm sure Summerhill people are going, yeah, thanks for Jay's he's not tipping us. I'm sticking to my guns and I'm going to stick with Retoat.
1: Same here, Retoat, it is. I was just wondering if the effect it have on the, the the holders that were involved last Sunday. And, yeah, you know, What? what would be the, interesting. You know, that might drive You mentioned there were seven or eight of them there on the team, so... Uh, it'd be interesting yeah, yeah well you uh, will you uh, know, one you have somebody the Mag- fans came know, up yesterday and, and was concerned he was wondering about what, that you know and uh, worried about it and, but and you do have,
0: you have the McGowan's are all you know Dohy, Jack, Gavin Ben McGowan the Connor Conor McGill Brian McMahon who came on Keane Rogers, Rogers who's an exceptional right. Duke player O'Brien there. Bobby O'Brien Bobby you know, O'Brien they've got a good few there now Porrick Bourne has come on for the footballers as well um, so they've a lot of players involved that played on Sunday that will also be playing next Sunday but uh, yeah, look, it promised to be an, an exciting weekend of action. Uh, five quality games in Partholshen over the weekend. I, I know we've given out in the past about the costs into these games, but and it would be great if the MGA could introduce a type of a pass that would get you into a weekend of action somewhere. But there are five games not to be missed, and uh, we're really looking forward to
1: them. Yeah, which is it going to be for the? For, you know, for the. Two, not sure. 20,
0: 22, 22, 25, probably who 20 knows? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy, a jam-packed Me Chronicle again this week. Um, as we said, we've got we've got full coverage of all the hurling finals that were on at the weekend. We full coverage from the ladies senior football final. We have all the previews, uh, interviews with the Summerhill manager Conor Gillespie, with the Retort manager David Brady. Uh, we look ahead to the intermediate football final, junior final, junior B. Uh, there's bits of. Uh, horse racing in there we've Navin went down to defeat in All-Ireland League Division
1: 2A 2A Ballymena to
0: Ballymina we've, re- we've reported that game uh, but we've we've loads of reports loads of photographs from the weekend's action so our, we urge people to uh, just go well, out pick up the Me Chronicle buy a local paper uh, and support your, your local sports journalists and your local uh, community by buying local and uh, hopefully you enjoy the content that's there this week Jimmy, uh, our 40-minute podcast is just about to hit the one-hour mark in three, two, it was to one.
1: a 35-minute originally.
0: <laughs> anyway. Thanks a million, Jimmy. Thanks very much. This has been the Meet Chronicle Sports podcast. Talk a good game. We'll see you next weekend. Same for...